0: Stumbled in the front door, never been inside a church. He was looking for some answers, God knows how he searched. Trading in his old life, Grace was just a step ahead. When he made it to the altar, he turned to me and said, Friend, I've hit rock and bottom. not a nickel to my name I throw away what God gave me I have only me to blame every day survivor Help me get down, down on my knees So I can get back on my feet You ever been there? He was so tired of running A man without a home This world cannot help you When you're empty and alone You said I want my family back I'm tired of living in the streets Help me get down on my knees So I can get back on my feet Friend, I've hit rock bottom Not a nickel to my name Thrown away what God gave me. I have only me to blame. Every day is a battle when your heart is incomplete. Help me get down on my knees. I can get back on my feet Every day is a battle When your heart is incomplete Help me get down on my knees So I can get back on Help me get down on my knees so I can get back on my feet. Glad one day I heard him call my name out. the words of this song. Let it minister to your heart tonight. They asked Lazarus, Can you explain How a man can be again why that's just insane but old Lazarus said boys I heard a voice he spoke life to me and death set me free when he called my name he called my name. And I heard his voice. And he called my name. And I made my choice. Knew that my life would never be the same. After he called, After he, called. he called my name. you'll think about it, church, you didn't come looking for God, God came looking for you, that's how we stand redeemed today, Is He called you and you responded, you answered the call to salvation in your life, that's how everybody gets saved, you either accept it or you reject it, but I'm glad I can still hear His voice tonight, amen, praise the Lord. They asked Zacchaeus, Can you tell us about Jesus? In a sycamore tree, He said, I climbed up to see The Lord pass my way. But the Savior called out, Day, I'll stay at your house. So I took him in. He forgave all my sin and he called me by my name. Yes, he did. And he called. Oh, thank God he called. called. He called my name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Wednesday night, we'll try to take a few testimonies. Anyone? Feel the urge to stand and brag on Jesus tonight. We'll give you the opportunity to do so. Don't be shy just because it's a Tuesday night. Go ahead, Sid. That's good. Yeah. That's right. Amen. Ain't none of us good enough, but he makes us worthy before the Lamb. Praise God. Brother Charles, you look like you're itching to say something. Well, I was just thinking to what you were saying in there. Um, I remember a long time ago, uh, <laughs> I got down on my knees. Amen. Amen. Yeah, <laughs> right, and I still have it today. amen, 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 i glad to know he still speaks to us, amen, Praise the Lord. Anyone else? All right. Praise God. I remember that day. Thank you for your faithfulness down through the years. Hey, listen, it means something to me. Whether I say it or not, it means something to me. I don't take it for granted that you're here tonight. I appreciate your presence. Amen. Amen. All right, let's turn to the book of Revelation, chapter number 14, in the precious Word of God tonight. And uh, we'll read the first five verses. And if you have your place, I'll ask you to stand, stretch your legs for a moment. In the reverence to the reading of God's Word and prayer for the message, this is week 30 uh, in this particular study. And uh, I appreciate your presence and your effort to attempt to understand uh, this great book and what John saw. And uh, as we began reading, Revelation chapter number 14, verse number 1. The Bible says, And I looked, and, lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion, and with him a hundred and forty and four thousand, having his father's name written in their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of the great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. And they sung as it were a new song before the throne, and before the four beasts and the elders, and no man could learn that song but the hundred and forty and four thousand which were redeemed from the earth. These are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men, being the firstfruits unto God and to the Lamb. So before you get confused, let me say those 144,000 were a select 144,000 remnant Jews, okay? Verse number 5. And in their mouth was found no guile, for they are without fault before the throne of God. Father, we do love you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your word. We pray you'd lead us, guide us, direct us tonight in everything that's said and done. And we'll give you the glory and honor for what you do. In Christ's name we ask, amen and amen. Thank you You may be seated tonight. In the last days of world history, it's going to be terrible. We've already went through a lot of these things and what's going to be happening and what's going to take place. It's going to be terrible days. It's going to be a days of horror. Uh, The dragon of the underworld, that old serpent who is called the devil, who is called Satan, is going to unleash the fury of his wrath upon the entire earth. He's going to send forth his own spirit and enter into one man and use this man to offer the utopian state to the world. And that word utopian means perfection. People are looking for a perfect world, a peaceful world. They're not going to be able to find it, but the Antichrist is going to be able to deliver it, okay, through his own power. And God's going to allow this to happen here at this point. He's going to empower that man, the Antichrist, to bring peace. He's going to empower him to bring prosperity uh, to the earth. And Satan's going to build up all kind of hope that man has ever had toward a perfect world. And people are going to be falling for it uh, left and right. And man's going to place all his hope in this one world ruler. And the Antichrist is going to fulfill man's hope and man's longing. He's going to be giving the world peace. Worldwide peace. He's going to move the world toward economic prosperity, not just in America, but across the entire world. Toward jobs, toward the livelihood of man everywhere. He's going to propose programs for the hungry, for the homeless, the diseased, and for other problems of the world. And those programs are going to all going to work to some degree. People are going to, I can imagine he'll probably win the Nobel Peace Prize. I can imagine that he is going to be on a worldwide stage and uh, present all of these things and everything is going to work and click as it should and as it has planned uh, by the devil himself with God giving permission for all this to happen. He's going to have some solutions for the problems of drugs. I believe he's going to have the solutions for alcoholism, uh, other devastating ills in society, diseases and so forth. He's going to have that kind of power. He's going to have that kind of influence. And he's going to have a program that will help people that's been tragically affected by all these natural catastrophes that we've discussed and preached about to you. All of these things that are happening on the earth with all the devastation and the, uh, the wars and the rumors of wars and the, and, and the uh, earthquakes and so forth that we've spoken about during the end time. He's going to have a solution to all of this kind of stuff. But then the terrifying horror is about to happen. He'll turn against millions of the people that have supported him. You know what? Sounds like an American politician today. May I say that right there? Against all those who have strong religious faith. That's going to include the Jews, the Christians, the Muslims, the Hindus, all the others. See, everybody's going to be coming together to focus on this one man. Everybody's going to be thinking that he is the answer to the world's problems. But I'm here to tell you, he's going to launch the worst holocaust the world's ever seen. And he will slaughter many who do not give their first loyalty and allegiance to his state and to him as a leader. The Antichrist himself. But this is what the great book of Revelation has just shown us. It's shown us a terrifying picture of the Antichrist. And his chief executive officer. There is a second one involved there. The false prophet that we studied about the last time we met. And these two pieces will bring horror to all the people in the end times. And it's going to explode the human mind. But note this tonight. John the Apostle, the one of whom Jesus was given this vision... Needed relief from all the horrors. And so do we, the readers. The human mind and heart can only take so much picture of tragedy. And before it even happens, we're reading about it. And we're looking at it. And we're seeing how terrible it was. And how it's going to be, rather. And that's where Revelation 14 comes in. Because Revelation 14 is a picture of victory. It's the victory of the Lamb of God, the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. And it is assured here in Revelation 14. In rapid fire, John is given seven visions. Visions that show the glorious triumph that lies ahead of those who follow the Lord Jesus Christ and will endure unto the end. And the first vision of triumph concerns the redeemed. The redeemed are seen as victorious. They're seen with Jesus their Lord. Remember John is seeing these things as though they already existed. But he is looking into the future. And he's seeing the future triumph. And throughout these five verses you can see that we'll be victorious with Jesus. You'll see that they'll be sealed with God's name. You'll see that they'll hear the very voice of God. They'll be uh, uh, uniquely privileged before all other beings. Speaking of these 144,000, and they will be clearly uh, identified as God's chosen people. Now, the previous chapter was very dark. It was a dark uh, chapter with two beasts and the work of Satan and rebelling against God. This chapter is like a refreshing sunlight that's breaking through uh, and giving people hope. But instead of Satan in chapter 14, we're seeing the Savior, amen. Instead of wickedness triumphing, we're seeing righteousness prevailing. I'm glad that I can deliver unto you today that I've read the back of the book and I know that we're going to win this war when it's all over and said and done with. We've got to understand tonight that there is a spiritual battle that takes place in everybody's life. It seems like the powers of hell come against you each and every day but thanks be unto God we serve one greater that's in us than he that is in this world and we serve a God that's going to take care of us and preserve us until the very end now like we've already said at this point in the scripture the church those that have accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior has already been raptured out we're gone we're taken care of we're already worshiping around the throne of the Lord Jesus Christ oh my what a that's going to be brother John we get to see those loved ones uh, that have gone on before us amen there'll be a great reunion day one day uh, some of, some people don't believe that but I'm here to tell you whatever's in the book of God is what I believe tonight and I know it's true I know every word of it to be true from Genesis 1 all the way to the back of the book I, as I told you before I even believe it when it says my Bible's genuine leather amen that's how much I believe it tonight. I believe in the Word of God. Sometimes our life seems to be all like Revelation 13 in character. It seems to be bad. We all face trials, we all have problems. You're not at exempt from that. But cheer up, Revelation 14 is coming. Amen. And it'll overcome the darkness. It'll overcome the weakness. It'll overcome the the filthiness and the ugly and the devil. Lehman Strauss calls this chapter a table of contents. It contains uh, anticipated visions which set forth the end for the comfort of the saints. Uh, Revelation 14 in its entirety, verse one through twenty, can be divided into six main parts. Uh, we can and we're going to talk about the first one tonight. Uh, but the first one is the singers that are in heaven. Verse 6 through 7, you can talk about the salvation from judgment. Verse number 8, the smashing of Babylon. Verses 9 through 11, suffering of damnation. Verse 12 and 13, the steadfastness of the saints. And verse 14 through 20, the sickles of judgment. But let's look at these singers tonight that are in heaven. Revelations chapter 14 and verse number 1 through 5. But from the worship of the beast and the mark of the beast, we go to a more encouraging scene of singing in worship of God by the faithful who have the mark of God on their foreheads. Uh, And nothing like this was seen in previous chapters. So everything is gone from doom and gloom to to victory. Amen. And John is seeing ahead of time uh, the victory uh, that the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ is going to have. I see. Number one, you can follow me on your outline if you would. Uh, the Savior with the singers. You see, the Lamb. The Bible says the Lamb stood on Mount Zion, and with Him a hundred forty and four thousand. The Lamb here is spoken of is Jesus Christ, and His day of vindication has come. Evil has rejected Him, but now the Lamb will be victorious over evil. Aren't you glad to know that evil's not gonna reign forever, uh, and filthiness and ugliness is not gonna reign forever, uh, and sin is not gonna reign forever? Uh, we've got the solution to the world's problems if they'll just listen a little while. Uh, it's the Lord Jesus Christ. He can solve it all. He can put it all back together again. But people have to believe, uh, and people, when they're convicted, they have to accept uh, the Lord Jesus Christ as their. They may come up with all kind of treaties. They may come up with all kind of plans. They may come up with all kind of programs. But I'm giving you a program tonight that is foolproof. And is better than any program ever created. And it is the program of the King James Bible. Where people can find the answers in the precious Word of God. It's all in the book of God. My friend and even only half has been told. I can't remember where I heard the song the other day uh, but I had to, the song was playing in my mind in the background it might have been at home while I was in my study but it was talking about oh if only half has yet been told I wonder what other miracles that Jesus possibly have done that was not recorded uh, and put down on paper in the book of God because I can tell you maybe John chapter 2 was the beginning of all miracles of Jesus Christ but I guarantee you there's probably a whole lot more that he's done that was not in the book Matter of fact, you're looking at a miracle right here because I've got salvation. You're a miracle in each pew tonight because you have salvation. You've got something that a lost person does not have and that is salvation. Victory is on the way, child of God. Victory is in our way and is headed our way. But the Savior is going to be standing on Mount Zion. And the Savior is going to be with those 144,000 Jews Uh, And we're going to get to them in just a moment. But number two on your outline. Look at the site of the singers. They're on Mount Zion. Now this speaks of the earthly Jerusalem. Which is sometimes called Mount Zion or Zion. And it's where Christ will set up His rule during the millennial reign. And and, 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 And the site says that Christ is victorious. It shows victory. When Jesus Christ Himself is shown standing on top of the mount in Jerusalem, it is signifying victory for the Lord Jesus Christ. You remember that. We're not going to lose this war. Many times we lose battles. We lose a lot of battles in this lifetime. But I'm here to tell you, weeping may endure for a while, but the Bible says joy is coming in the morning. And my friend, it is coming one day. Amen. You just hold on. To the nail scarred hands of Jesus You hold on to the Lord Jesus Christ tonight And I promise you He'll take you all the way home uh, And take you to our big home in the sky We're not going to need anything over yonder Amen uh, I was talking to Brother Lee Fox's brother one time It was Curly I'll never forget it Curly was in a bag he was in the nursing home that was Gene's uncle and he was in the nursing home they said he only had a few days to live they asked me to go by and pray with him see him me and brother Lee went by there and I walked in there I said brother Curly I guess you're packed up and ready to go to heaven he said no sir I'm not packing up anything because I'm not taking nothing with me amen. amen we don't need anything there amen everything down here that we have the rust is going to eat it It's going to corrode it. It's going to be nothing. It's going to be nothing and devastated. But you and I have something within us called a living soul that is going to live forever. Amen. Praise be unto God tonight. But look at number three. The sum of the singers. A hundred and forty and four thousand. This isn't a small choir, church. It's a huge choir. Made up of special group of Jews that are mentioned earlier in Revelation Chapter number 7. Now, a lot of false religions out there, may I say the uh, Jehovah's Witness, all at the beginning, Brother John, you may remember this back in the day. They all said they was not going to be but 144,000 make heaven. But when they found out there was more than 144,000 Jehovah's Witnesses, they changed their doctrine. (laughs) May I say right here, we don't have to change our doctrine, Amen. and it doesn't matter what's on the church sign out there. This is the doctrine. Amen. This is the word of God. Hey, let me let, let me tell you something. Somebody told me one time. He said, "You think free will Baptists only ones going to heaven?" I said, oh, "Ain't that naive? I don't even believe that most of them's going." Right. <laughs> I know some of them that probably ain't. <sighs> Listen, I'm just being honest with you today. I don't believe there's one denomination probably got it all right. They think they got it right. And I ain't so naive to sit here and tell you I got it all figured out either because I don't. All I can tell you is what I know and what the good book says. Amen. That's all I can do. 144,000. They're going to be Jews. But look at the seal on the singers. Number four. Having his, the lambs, the father's name written in their foreheads. See, in the previous chapter, we read of the mark of the beast on the forehead or the hand. Now, that cruel mark was necessary to do business under the rule of the Antichrist. You weren't going to buy. You weren't going to sell. You weren't going to do anything unless you had the triple sixes. Six, six, six. We already studied that. We know where that is going. We know that. But there's another group had another mark on their foreheads. We've already spoke of that, which was the name of God the Father. And the seal on this group protected them during their ministry as we noticed and preached about in prior chapters. So these 144,000 are marked by God as God's people. Amen? But look at the sound of the singers. The Bible says in verse number 2, I heard a voice from heaven as of a voice of many waters and the voice of a great thunder. This was not the voice of the choir. This was a heavenly sound that prepared for judgment to come upon evil. This was a sound from heaven. A voice of God Almighty, if you will. A heavenly sound that was preparing those uh, uh, for the judgment to come uh, upon the evil. But look at the strings of the singers. How were they singing? What were they doing? I heard a voice uh, of harpers harping with their harps in verse number 2. The choir of singers had accompaniment with harps uh, uh, for their singing. That word is actually translated, uh, the harps can be translated to mean uh, lyre. L-Y-R-E. And it's a Greek form uh, uh, It's Greek from a word that we get the English word guitar And uh, the one thing we know definitely from the word of God here Is that it were stringed instruments of some kind Now I don't figure I can't figure this one out Where many of churches won't allow music into their churches Now some of them won't allow stringed instruments And they say you can't bring the guitar in Because it's a stringed instrument But they got a piano sitting over there that's full of strings I can't figure that out. If you look in the book of Psalms, particularly I believe around Psalms 150, you'll understand and know that the Bible says lift your voice up to God. The cymbals, the the stringed instruments, the horns, the drums. So worship the Lord. And I thank God that's in there because it'd be a pretty dead place if we didn't have a little music to pat our feet to. Amen. But it's all about worshiping unto God. As long as it's godly, as long as it's in order, then, hey, man, I'm all for it. I'm still watching Sunday night a week ago service. I'm still watching that thing. Them folks came in here, and they just tore it slap up. Amen? They were just anointed by God. They had the instruments out. They were playing. Listen, hey, praise God, running, shouting, hooping, and hollering, giving praise unto God. Well, I don't like that kind of stuff, preacher. You probably ain't going to like heaven then. That's what's going to be going up there. It's going to be some strange things. Amen. Strange things. But they had their hearts. They had their instruments. But then I see the song of the singers. Verse number three. They sung a new song. No man could learn that song but the hundred and forty and four thousand which were redeemed from the earth. I wonder what that song's going to be. I wonder what it is. Maybe we'll find out one day. But I got news for you. We ain't going to find what it is here in the book of God because it don't tell us. We don't know what that song's going to be. Could be redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Could be. Could be Amazing Grace. I don't know. Could be a song we have never heard. I tend to lean toward that, amen. No man could learn that song, so apparently we probably have never heard it. A new song was a song of redemption that no one could sing unless they had been redeemed. No man could learn it. Sometimes, amplify or applies to the difficult choir numbers. Some choir directors at church uh, try to lead a choir, or an amateur choir, to sing. But uh, you know, I believe it's going to be some beautiful words put together that we've never even heard before. I really do believe that. And uh, whatever that song's going to be, it's going to be worthy to the Lamb, Amen. It's going to be to the Lamb of God. But look at verse, look at number eight, and we'll look at verses three through five tonight. And then I want to break down that just a little bit more here in the Scripture. Verse number 3 says, And they sung it as it were a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and elders. And no man could learn that song but the and forty and four thousand which were redeemed from the earth. And they, And these are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are they which follow the Lamb, whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men, being the firstfruits of God into the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no guile, for they are without fault before the throne of God. Unlike many church choirs, the singers in this choir had outstanding character. Good character is emphasized and necessary for those who sing In heaven's choir. You see we can have standards in the choir. But they don't. They didn't have the same standards that we have. Their standards were a whole lot greater. Than what we have. Maybe to our fault today. Look at the cleanness of these singers. They were not defiled with women. The Bible says they were virgins. This means they were morally clean. I don't know how many choirs have that attribute. Then I see the consecration of the singers. He says, They which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. The choir was a consecrated group, that 144,000, which followed the Lord faithfully. May I say today that ought to be a good lesson for us. To always follow the Lord faithfully. It's not always going to be the popular decision. It's not always going to be the popular things to say or to do. But God gives us tact and ways to communicate the things of God as He leads us, guides us, and directs us. I often have used this illustration when God speaks to your heart to stand up and brag on His Son, Jesus. I believe we ought to stand up and brag on the Son, Jesus. Because if we don't, I believe we're doing a disservice to the kingdom. I believe we're doing a disservice to the others around us that may be encouraged by what God has laid upon your heart. Because when God lays something on your heart, we must faithfully follow. I believe that's why many churches get into messes today. They won't follow the leadership of God. Listen, I'm not looking for people to follow me. I want people to follow the Lord today. Amen. I'll try my best to preach what God gives me. I'll try my best to do the leadership and be the leadership that God wants me to be. But we have to follow the Lord. And when we follow Him, we listen to what He says. Whithersoever He goeth, Amen. They followed. But look at the conversion of the singers, which were redeemed. The Bible says, from the earth. These were redeemed from among men, being the firstfruits unto God and to the Lamb. The choir was not composed of unsaved celebrities with skilled voices hired to embellish the sound of a weak church choir. All the choir members were redeemed. May I say today, if we had a choir that filled every chair and the pews in front, It wouldn't bother me if they couldn't carry a tune in the bucket as long as they were saved and making a joyful noise unto the Lord. Because I believe that right there will get it done. I don't know how many times I've visited with people in the nursing home that may have done had their uh, their, their Alzheimer's or, or dementia sit in, and uh, but they can sit there and sing gloriously unto God into their 90s, 100 years of age, and remembering every word of the old gospel ship or, or amazing grace, how sweet the sound, uh, and they may not could carry a tune in the bucket, but one thing they had was God all over them, uh, and God working through them, and Every word that came out of their mouth, it honored God. And when that happens, something happens. Something changes. Amen. Hey, when they say, let her rip, open her up and let her fly, then that's what we do. Let her rip, tater chip. Amen. <laughs> Just let it go. Sing out loud. Amen. Well, I'm afraid what people's going to say, don't worry about it. If you're singing it for the Lord, it don't matter what nobody said. So I expect everybody in the choir Sunday morning. Amen. <laughs> yeah, y'all Amen. it. Amen. Too late now. Can't backtrack now. But it was just composed. That, that, that 144,000 was just composed of good singers. It was composed of redeemed people that wanted to lift their voice unto the Lord. But look at the communication of these singers. Verse number 5. In their mouth was found no guile. These choir members had good mouths that spoke only the truth. And they spoke without profanity and did not pollute the air with foul language and foul stories and lies and gossip and all that kind of good stuff. Listen, I'm here to tell you, it ain't all that good. Amen? They spoke with truth. There was no guile found in their mouth. You know what really... How can I say this without sounding crazy? You know what really sours my stomach? Honestly. I mean, really, a male and a female, but worse on a woman's end. A cussing woman. You understand what I'm saying? You may not have ever heard one of them, but I have. I hadn't heard it in my home, praise the Lord. My wife's sitting back there, and if you have heard it, it's either her or my daughter, and y'all are in trouble. But they, I've never heard that in my home. But isn't it sickening, though? I mean, think about, it. think about it. Even for a man's sake. But isn't it even a little worse for a woman's sake? I mean, I'm just, you know, excuse my southern hospitality. You know, worst thing you ever, am I getting in trouble here? No? Okay. I mean, you, you just walk past a woman with a cigarette this long and a beard in her hand, and she's cussing somebody. It just don't do nothing for me. It didn't do nothing for me when I was lost. Ain't that the truth? I mean, I'm just being honest with you. Miss Bradley's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Praise the Lord. She agrees with me, didn't she? Say amen. Amen, she said. Praise the Lord. <laughs> in their mouth was found no guile. But look at the commendation. In other words, they were commended. The commendation of these singers. They are without fault before the throne of God. This is an outstanding commendation of these singers. They had been much criticized and maligned before men, I'm sure. But what men think is not as important as what God thinks. If you're faultless before God, you know that you've arrived. The world will not deem you faultless tonight. But what does the world know about right and wrong? Hmm? They're standing before God faultless. You know what? I may be at fault tonight of many things. I'm just like you, I've got faults. I don't know of anybody that don't have faults. And I know y'all think my wife don't have any, but talk to me sometime. Huh? I can say that because she's in here, right? Look, you're you're, you're denying what I'm saying, aren't you? Yep. But listen, isn't it the truth? We all got faults tonight. But you know what's going to make us faultless? Is when we stand before the Lord Jesus... Being redeemed by the blood. (laughs) Covered and washed by the blood of the Lamb. And Him looking saying, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you ruler over many. That's going to be a great day. You know, God's not expecting us to be perfect. If we was perfect, why would we need a Savior? Why would we need a God if we was perfect? We're not perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Miss Bradley's close to perfect, but she's not perfect. (laughs) Amen. You ain't perfect, are you, darling? See? ye that is without sin, cast the first stone. But that does not mean that we don't need encouraging from time to time. Because this is a wicked world that we live in. It's a terrible world we live in. But when you have Jesus on your side, and you're washed in the blood of the Lamb, you've got an advocate with the Father that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we mess up, we go to Him and we gain forgiveness. A matter of fact, we were speaking to Miss Bradley a while ago. I've seen her apologize to some things that she probably shouldn't have had apologized for. But you know what? She'd done what she thought she needed to do to try to help somebody else. And you know, isn't that what Jesus done for us? He took upon our sin to where we don't have to die and go to hell. He conquered death, hell, and the grave for us to where we don't have to go there. he done that for us. And I'm so thankful tonight. You stand tonight. Sister, come play us a little song of invitation. I know we've already prayed tonight, but I can say this. Maybe you want to come back and have a little talk with Jesus. That is your prerogative. I don't like closing out a service without having an invitation. Next time we meet, we will continue in Revelation chapter number 14. I hope and pray that it's been a help to you. And if you leave with nothing tonight, leave with this. Victory's coming. Victory's coming. Let us pray. Father in heaven, God in Jesus' name, we love you. Lord, I thank you for loving us. Thank you for dying on the cross of Calvary. Thank you for our independence. Thank you for our soldiers, God, that serve to where, Lord, that we can have freedom to come to a place of worship. Lord, I thank you for these faithful ones that are here tonight. Lord, I praise you, give you glory and honor. Lord, if there's any need, pierce the heart of the one that needs, has the need. May they come and pray tonight. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As she plays for just a moment, if you've got a need, you do come tonight.